Hey guys, it's Jamie Grace, and welcome to the I'm a Fighter podcast. Every season, we feature the stories of five incredible fighters. And today's story, I'm really excited about. So in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter, and my very first tour was when I was 17 years old, which was almost 10 years ago, and it was called I Shine. I had so much fun doing this tour. I traveled with Eshime for a few years, and we oftentimes would play some of the same cities, some of the same churches over the years, and we would get to know some of the same people. Well, one of the girls that I got to know on the road while we were in the Texas area was a girl named Madison. She and her sister Grace and their mom became good friends of, well, I became friends with them and also everyone on the tour. We just all left them. So fast forward a few years and we're doing this I'm a Fighter podcast and one of the submissions came in and it said Madison Brown and I was like, hold on a second, I know this girl. I've talked to Madison a little bit over the years recently but I really didn't know a lot about her condition which is ulcerative colitis. So we sat down, we talked about it and I know that the story will be really helpful especially if you might be going through something similar. Madison knows quite a bit about the condition, learning how to understand her body, what it needs, what's going on and I think this episode could be really helpful for a lot of people. So here's Madison. Hey, Madison. How are you? Hey, girl. I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well, dude. Okay. Worst friend ever alert goes to me, but (laughs) I didn't realize today is your birthday. It is my birthday. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday, dude. Thank you so much. It's been a fun day. Yeah. What are you doing for your birthday or or do you have anything planned for later? Um, Well, today has been fun. I've gotten to celebrate at work for the first time. Usually I take the day off with my mom and we go like on a scavenger hunt, but due to some medical related stuff that we can get into later, I had to be off yesterday instead. And so um, we kind of celebrated yesterday the treatments and stuff that I started and then today we had cupcakes at work and I had a friend bring me lunch and we're probably going to go see the greatest showman later which I'm so excited about um but it's just been a good day of kind of normal which is nice so yeah that's good now have you seen the greatest showman yet I haven't my sister has but she just is singing the songs and makes me want to go see it so I saw her post on social media so I wasn't sure if you saw it too it is so good Madison I'll have to go see it. I'm so excited. uh, Yeah, you're going to love it. Like when I tell you it's easily made its way into my top five favorite movies. (laughs) That's awesome. That's how La La Land happened with me. Like about this Uh, time last year, like it just took over everything. So yeah, no, some some musicals, they just do that to you. And it's just it's the best thing in the entire world. I totally get it. Um, so I, and, and you, you work with your mom, which is so much fun, like getting yes. to see your mom all the time. It is fun. I still live at home. So it's like my mom and I have always been really close, but now we're kind of like best friends and coworkers and mother and daughter. And she gets help take care of me at work, but still be coworkers. And it's been a fun journey to navigate. Yeah, for sure. I know that your closeness with your mom and with your sister as well has played a huge part in in finding some sort of peace through all of your medical, you know, journey and everything. Yeah. Um, you were 19 when you were diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Is that how you say it? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What What was that like? Did you know kind of leading into it? Because I'm a little bit familiar with the condition, not very familiar, but I know that some people might have symptoms for a while and they kind of go through different diagnoses. Yeah. What was that process like for you? Well, in the in March of 2014, I had my first um, symptom, if you we can call it that, and yeah. um, I had blood in my stool for the first time, and I was like, "We're not going to yeah. tell anybody about this." Flushed the toilet, and I was in yeah. college at the time in Dallas, and I was almost two hours away from home, and you know, I wanted to talk to my mom about it, but I was like, you know, I'm a college cheerleader. Together, you know, or getting into playoff time, like 
we're just going to make this happen. And so I ignored it for about a month, just going from seeing that to excruciating pain, not eating anymore, um, not being able to get up and go to practice, not being able to cheer at games, not really eating anything anymore, especially anything good for me. And um, just kind of at this state of like really sick that I didn't realize I had gotten to. And so I went home Easter weekend and my mom got eyes on me for the first time in a couple of months and said, oh, we're going to the ER. And so I was misdiagnosed for the first time, first couple of times, and they just tried to pump me full of fluids. But um, just an excruciating pain and not being able to keep anything of nutrients inside of me. And it was kind of scary because nothing was really normal at that point. You know, picture perfect health cheerleader to not being able to wake up in the morning or get out of bed and go to class. And it was, it rocked my world. It really did. Um, But it, you know, it became, it became so much normal to me that I didn't realize that I was so sick until that breaking point when I was in the hospital. What were, do you remember what some of the things were that they were misdiagnosing? Uh, Some, they, at first they wanted to take my appendix out and then they thought I should take my gallbladder out and just different things like that. Or maybe it was just dorm food. Let's, you know, get her off on a different diet and just do smoothies and water and stuff like that. And that went on for a couple of weeks before I went and saw a GI um, doctor and he looked at me and said, we need to do a colonoscopy. And so um, once he got in there, instead of just doing surface level, you know, with MRIs and things like that, or just, you know, feeling on my stomach and, you know, being able to just look at me, he got inside of me and saw that everything was just so inflamed and not right. And that was the first time that that made sense. You know, other things didn't really make any sense. Like I didn't have the same kind of pain for appendicitis or needing to have my gallbladder removed or even kidney stones, you know, just none of that was the same, were the same kind of symptoms that we knew would probably happen. Yeah. Wow. And so then you were 19 and you're given this diagnosis. I mean, like you said, you're, you know, a college cheerleader and you're in school a little bit away from home and just kind of doing your own thing and being really independent. Mm -hmm. Um, What was it like when you got that diagnosis? Did everything change right away or were you still able to kind of go back to your everyday activities? A lot of things did change, but I was able to go back to school. So for a couple of weeks, I was at home. I was recovering from the colonoscopies and getting put on new medical treatments, um, different medicines and things I had to take, you know, between three and six times a day, depending on which medicine it was. And just being completely exhausted because I had no nutrients inside of me. My body wasn't yeah. holding on to anything. And so getting myself on a good um, diet regimen there of things yeah. that, that I should eat every day. And so that was about two weeks. And during that time, my professors had been talking to my mom and, you know, emailing and things like that. And because I had done so well in school before then, um, they kind of took my grades and did the median of all those grades and did those for the grades that I was missing. And so um, I just had a lot of favor in that area just for being diligent before all this happened, you know, and I didn't know any of this was going to happen. But that was just a lot of favor from the Lord just working on my behalf. So I didn't go back into school before finals with three weeks of work that I needed to do all at once and being sick. And so I was able to jump back into school. Um, I wasn't able to cheer anymore. So I had to step down and, um, you know, I just... I missed that group of girls a lot, but I still had connection through my sorority and friends in the dorm and things like that that definitely helped take care of me and provided prayer for me, which was awesome. 
And that's what I needed at that time, you know, in this time where I felt so secluded and could have easily gotten depressed and things like that. I jumped from a family who was still taking care of me to being on campus in a Dallas Baptist with community as well that I knew they were taking care of me too. Um, yeah. And I finished off the school year and came back home and continued on medical treatments then that summer. Yeah. That's so, that's like, that's so much to, to face at such a young age, you know, like I know that it's so, like you said, it's so amazing that your professors and people were able to work with you and mm-hmm. you were able to finish out the semester, but I can't imagine like going through that, um, you know, especially in college. What, what do you think was like, mentally and and spiritually like what do you what do you think was the reason you were able to navigate through all of that and you know just I don't know still to be able to emotionally come out on the other end because it would have been so much easier for you to just drop out of school I mean just be realistic so yeah I could have just dropped everything and been done um but for me something that my mom had always taught me is that when you start something you finish it And so I had that in me that I still wanted to finish school. You know, I love school still. I'm still in school. Um, I love it so much. I love learning and I love people and um, being a part of people, you know, kept me and kept my spirit alive. I think knowing that this was not just me, I was not in this alone. Um, I knew that I had people around me. I knew I had people to support me and I knew I had people watching me. Um, not in a bad way, but I had people watching how I would respond to this. You know, there's always people watching you. And I, the age that I am, I babysat a lot and things like that growing up. And um, I knew I had kids watching me. I knew I had families watching me and praying for me and checking on me. And, um, you know, if for nothing else, I wanted to do it just to set a good example. You know, I knew that I could walk through this with the Lord and only with him and get on the other side. And so just standing firm and saying like, okay, this shouldn't be happening, but it is, we're going to get on the other side. We're going to figure out why this is happening. And, um, I will reach the light. I will see the other side of all of this. And, um, I just knew, you know, it's, I'm also one of those people that I'm going to handle it right now and then freak out about it later. (laughs) And so it's, um, it, it definitely was, okay, let's take care of business now. And I kind of reached my breaking point, you know, when you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't get comfortable, you can't do anything. It's one of those, like, what do I have to do to get better at this point? Yeah. So you come home from school and do you then switch to doing school online or did you transfer schools? I did. Um, I actually started doing a couple of classes through community college in that fall. So fall of 14. Yeah. And then um, I took a semester off because I kind of my body got really great and then it kind of crashed again so I went through Mm. ebbs and flows of feeling really good and then um my body not feeling good and so um when in those times that I didn't feel good I did take a semester off um but now I'm doing online school and I'm almost finished um with my bachelor's degree which is awesome and and it's something that I love and something that is so flexible and something that I know is what I was created to do And just knowing that I'm not, I didn't let this disease and this chronic condition stop me from doing what I know I was called to because I was encouraged. You know, my family encouraged me, keep doing it. You know, don't push yourself too hard, but don't give up. Yeah. No, that's so, that's so good. And I mean, you know, for, for those listening that may not know, you know, we've known each other for a while Mm -hmm. and especially when we were younger, we would be around each other for weeks at a time. Yeah. And your mom and your sister, like, 
there's such there's such great people and I mean you're incredible as well and I think the fact of having that solid support system and accepting that support system because it's also really easy to push those people away oh yeah especially as we're you know young women growing up it's so easy to push our moms away yeah and for us to be like no mom like I don't have time for this let me do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but you know to, to accept that to accept that love and that care and that support from them um, that's so helpful. And so I'm, I'm so glad that you've been able to do that. Well, I just had yeah. to understand that I couldn't do it alone. You know, I knew I couldn't do yeah. this by myself. And so I needed the people who I knew loved me the most. So, and I knew that my family and my really close friends, those are my, those are my people. That's my squad for lack of better words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's the perfect word. It's, <laughs> It's yeah, that's amazing. Now I know that this has also changed some things as far as like diet, your diet mm-hmm. as well. Because so with ulcerative colitis, you know it causes ulcers. Yeah. Um on on your on your intestines or on the colon is that what it is? Yes, and so mine is you know different cases, different things, but mine is inflammation of the colon. So less ulcers, mm. but more inflammation and irritation of the. I believe it's the upper colon maybe it's upper and lower it depends on when it in the large intestine my mom's helping me she knows so much about this Um, (laughs) but she um or but my you know intestines and colon are the main focal points of the of the disease that affects my body yeah wow and so you have to kind of change the way that you eat so that that inflammation is not absolutely great yeah well you're you're talking to the girl who loves chick-fil-a just as much as you do and you know (laughs) ate ate it every day on campus with my patriot bucks like that's what my patriot bucks went to in college was chick-fil-a and um so i mean it was no chick-fil-a for i want to say almost a year you know no sweet tea no soda no sauces you know all different things so i went to a very bland very um very kind of boring diet, you know, you yeah. know, just grilled chicken and white rice and um, just the fatty proteins that my body would absorb. And it was the same thing over and over again. So it was like applesauce for breakfast, chicken for lunch or rice for lunch, and maybe a different kind of chicken, you know, just not breaded, but very simple, very bland. Um, but that was my diet for over a year. And I still implement that too this day, but I add a little bit more in there because my body can tolerate different things at different times. So that's one thing that I do want to drive home to some of the, or anybody who's listening that may be like, how do I do this? You know, you've got to listen to your body. There are some days when my body can tolerate Chipotle mild salsa. And there are some days like today where my body says, take it easy, you know, take it a little easier on what you eat, what you put in me, or, you know, you can treat yourself with a sweet tea after you've been obedient for so long. Like I haven't had sweet tea in like three weeks. And so I had one with my lunch today because it's my birthday. Um, but I've got to listen to my body and know what it, know what its limits are. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, and I know that you were saying that yesterday was a difficult day as well. Yes. Um, so it's, this is really kind of cool. So, uh, two years ago I was healed of ulcerative colitis. I still experienced symptoms of that, but in the bulk part, I'm healed. You know, I know I'm, oh, wow. I'm walking in healing, which is awesome. Yeah. And um, I went to the, a new doctor in Dallas um, on Monday, and we discovered that I'm fighting a different disease in junction with the colitis. And so mm. I just irritable bowel disease in general. And so um, we're trying to figure out where in that we're trying to 
to attack it back, um, whether it be with diet or medicine or whatever. So I'm in kind of a trial period with that right now, um, keeping a food journal and things like that. But I started a new treatment for colitis yesterday. That's an infusion treatment. And um, it was kind of a rough day, but it was I'm much better today. Thankfully, Um, but it was something new and something I'm reading Annie Downs book, hundred days to brave. And Mm -hmm. um, that's something that uh, is helping me right now is that I'm doing, I'm doing something brave. I'm being brave because I need to be brave because the Lord put that in me to be brave. And um, people who listen to this podcast need to know that you are brave. You know, you can do this and you're not doing it alone. And um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm be- I was brave. Yeah. It was a brave thing. I don't like needles yeah. or hospitals or anything like that. But um, even though I was on the couch afterwards, you know, I I felt like I was being brave still because I wasn't calling it quits. So yeah, no, that's amazing. That's I mean, that's that's wonderful. Like that's like you're so right. Like we we are we can be brave and 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 through him because he is so brave and therefore yeah. us and goes goes before us and walks beside us and stands behind us like he's there for us yeah. we don't have to fight this alone mm-hmm. you don't have to do um, the hard things by yourself you know you right. you're equipped to do the hard things yeah exactly no I love that so much and I and and with all of that you know I I love just your heart to um to encourage others and to to make sure that other people know um like you just were saying to make sure people let them know that they're that there's hope out there yeah. and, and that this isn't the end. And, and you've had the opportunity to share your testimony and to, to, to tell people about your story. What's that been like getting to go through all of this, but then at the, at the same time, getting to encourage other people and walk with them through difficult times. How's that been? It's been really cool. Um, I've had the opportunity to speak to big groups of people like at my church, um, to be able to speak to hundreds of people at once. And then I've met one-on-one with people, a girl who is, she's now 13, but um, I met her when she was 10 and she was in the hospital at Children's and just so sick. And her father reached out to me because I published my testimony online. He reached out and said, would you please pray for my daughter? You know, this is where she's at. She was way, way more sick than I was when I started this journey for four years ago, my goodness. And um, anyway, I got to meet her and pray with her and encourage her and tell her, you know, you're not done with this. You know, you will overcome this, but right now it's hard and that's okay, you know, but you're not doing it by yourself. Um, yeah. That's when you just kind of kind of lean in and say, okay, I'm not doing this by myself. And, um, you know, I can say that she's doing so much better. You know, she had a few procedures done, but it's been really cool to see different ages and different groups of people. You know, this is a disease that mainly old people have um, or historically, but there's a lot more people who are younger who are developing this disease. And so um, I've met a lot of old people (laughs) in the waiting room (laughs) at doctor's offices and uh, different doctors and um, just getting to to share with people how you can still be positive even though you really shouldn't be you know you have every right to to be sad and be mad and be angry but you also get to be happy you know you have that choice still and so having the choice to be positive and saying you know I'm not over this yet and that's okay yeah oh gosh no I love that accepting the fact that like you said you said it best I don't even need to explain it but (laughs) I'm not over this yet, but that's okay. Yeah. Like being okay with walking through the hard times, walking through the pain, walking through that fear and everything. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And and at the same time, your story still brings so much hope as you are 
you know, of course, God's grace and mercy has been there. But you're also making the tough choices sometimes of, of shifting your whole diet, but seeing the results and, and yes. learning how to listen to your body and learning how to know what makes sense and what works best for you. And it's and even better getting to know those are medical facts now. You know, we, we've done mm-hmm. scopes and like my colon is clear, you know, praise, mm, yeah. praise the Lord. It's clear. And so even though <laughs> I still have to do the treatments with it, you know, even though I'm, I'm done with it, you know, I'm healed of it. It shouldn't be there, but I still do these treatments. And so that's where you've got to fight your own mind you know, almost mind over matter type thing of like, I'm still going to do this because I know I need to, even though it may not be present right now. So, right. Exactly. Oh, I love that so much. Madison, your story is amazing. And I love that you continue to use your voice to, to speak to others. Yes. And like you said, even one-on-one because you've seen, you know, firsthand how your relationship with your mom and your relationship Mm -hmm. with your sister has walked you through some difficult times. So the fact that you take the time to love on other people. That's just, it's wonderful. I love it so much. It's fun. You know, I, I'm a party planner. So everything I have to do is, is fun. It's always a party. And so um, <laughs> this is, this is definitely not the, not the typical fun, but it's still fun. So. Right. Exactly. And if someone, if someone is going through this right now um, and they are interested in hearing about you, I know um, that your, your story is on victorylifechurch.com. Yes. Um, backslash healing dash story. And guys, we'll put that in the show notes too. You can just click on info wherever you're listening to this podcast and you can hear that story, but also social media. Do you have Instagram or Twitter? Oh, I'm all over Instagram and Twitter. Um, my Instagram <laughs> is hello, darling social. And um, you can find my Twitter there too. It's, I made it in like middle school. So it's Madison with two N's underscore Brown with two N's and it won't let me <laughs> change it to my everything. Cause it's all too long. But anyway, I love, I would love to meet you guys. So if you listen to this and want to talk more, definitely find me. I'd love to talk to you. Oh, I love that so much. Well, yes, guys hit her up. Please trust me. She is so super awesome. Um, I love this girl. I feel like I've watched you grow up and it makes me feel ancient, but it's fine. <laughs> not a big deal. Oh also, she loves Boom Chicka Pop popcorn. Yes. Which is my obsession. It's so. the best stuff. I'm going to have to tell them to send you some. Oh my gosh. Don't girl. I will. Yeah. Everybody on Instagram will be like, Jamie, do you post about anything besides popcorn anymore? I'll be like, no, no. actually it's, it's all I post about. Sweet <laughs> and salty kettle corn. That's all. It's so good. Have you tried their <laughs> real butter flavor? I haven't. So here's the thing. I don't like popcorn. What? But for you some love reason, their, you love their popcorn. Yep. So my friend made me taste the sweet and salty kettle corn. She was like, just taste it. And I was like, it's going to be gross. It's and so then good. I tasted it and I was like, whoa, I don't ever need to go grocery shopping again. This is all I want. Right. Right. It's yeah. so good. They're a blessing to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, they really are. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Madison's story. And thank you, Madison, for sharing your story on the podcast today. If you were encouraged by this episode, I want to encourage you guys to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast every season, which is four times a year, winter, spring, summer, and fall. We release five new episodes of five incredible fighters. So go ahead and click subscribe in whatever app you're listening to. And please, if you love it, leave us a review, leave us a five-star rating. Let us know what you think about it. Hit me up on social media at Jamie Grace H and share your story at I'mafighter.org.